lovely little images of Bethlehem and the Christ child, and we get to sing the familiar songs and do all those wonderful things that are so comfortable for us. But look at what the title of the sermon is up there. Uncomfortable. Well, you know, that's kind of like, well, uh, Pastor, we really don't want to be uncomfortable tonight. Let, let, let's, let's just talk about all of the fun stuff. Let's just enjoy the cozy, comfortable, sort of warm, sweet baby Jesus stuff, okay? Okay, because that's really what Christmas is about, isn't it? Life is hard enough already. Day by day, you know, we all got our struggles. Whether it's bills to pay or relationships to heal, we all have our struggles enough. We've had enough realism, please. We just need a break. Don't you think you might need a break? I need me some chicken soup for the soul. Well, I got some this afternoon. We watched Miracle on 34th Street first. That was only the first movie we watched. After that, we turned to the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) And we watched something called Sleigh Ride Christmas or something along those lines. And so I had my chicken soup for the soul. And then I said, okay, now it's time to go to church. And thank God, tonight we've been following all these readings through Matthew, and they've been horrible all Advent. Don't you agree? They've just been challenging and difficult readings about Jesus as a thief and all these these readings that just make us wonder, why is this during Christmas time? What are we doing with this? And so tonight we think, thank God we're not in Matthew anymore. Tonight we're in Luke. Right? Because Christmas Eve and Christmas Day tomorrow when Reverend Vicky's preaching, we've caught, we preach from Luke. And you know what? As I looked at it, I thought, Luke is just as bad. <laughs> Luke tells the same kind of story a little bit differently, but we kind of put our hallmark on it. We put our little sweet stuff on it so that we want it to be comfortable and warm for us. But it's really a hard time that Luke is talking about. And a reminder of this story, a friend said, a young man who grew up in a housing project. He had little hope and he didn't have much to his name, few goods. He heard an evangelist preaching love. You know one of those street corner preachers preaching love? Well, he's sitting there on the street himself. And after listening for a few moments, he shouted to the preacher, I'm sick and tired of you people talking about love. I'm sick and tired of you people talking about love. I want to see love. I want to feel love. I want to see love with some skin on it. I want to see love with some skin on it. Don't go from here tonight and Google love with skin on it. I did that. (laughs) If you do it, make sure no one underage is around. But I Googled it, you know, right? Because I'm looking for images for the sermon. But I want to see some... (laughs) Some love with skin on it. But what a wonderful definition for Emmanuel, God with us. Love in the flesh, we hear it said. Love with skin on. Love in human form. In the baby and sweet baby Jesus. Love with skin on. But not only in Jesus and us, all of those who follow, all of those who are disciples, all of those who get this message of love with skin on in this world, how do we bring that message not only to belief in ourselves, but into all of those that we encounter? Even the ones we don't care to encounter very much, how do we stay continuous in being that love with skin on that the gospel talks about? 
goodness, there can be some difficult days doing that. And in this uncomfortable story that Luke is telling us, he starts off with naming all the powers that be. Do you hear those fancy names? All the powers that be. But he doesn't stay there because he says that's not the story. Those are the powers that be. Those are the powers that can call a registration so everyone has to leave town and go try to find space somewhere, like all those people coming to Houston for the Super Bowl, you know, looking for rooms, you know, and some of them aren't going to find any, but the ones with enough money will, don't you think? Some of you renting out your spare room? One of those Super Bowl things. So here we've got a crowded place, a crowded city, but the action is not with those powerful people. The action is in this little backwater space called Bethlehem. It's on the fringe. It's, neither, it's not just on the fringe, it's on the fringe of the fringe. Because when they get to this story, there's not even any room in this small place. No room at the inn. But I wonder if that's all to the story. I wonder if Joseph's pockets were full. If there'd been room at the inn. I wonder if he showed up with a chariot and a treasure chest, if there would have been room at the end. Do you think maybe they would have found a little better space than a manger? Quite possibly. So Luke is telling us something about the powerful and then telling us about having no space and not having much. And crying out, we want to see some love with skin on in this backwater place. And Luke is talking about the powers that be, and Luke is also talking about poverty. Luke is talking about what it means to be homeless, what it means to be a refugee. I love this little poster that a friend of mine at a UCC church found, and if I'd found it early enough, I would have put it outside here. But it's got Joseph and Mary, you know, on their journey, you know, and at church, and it says, immigrants and refugees welcome. Do we practice love with skin on? Do we believe that all are welcome. And if they show up, are we going to tell them they have room, even if they don't bring a treasure chest with them? And so here they are on this journey in this backwater place, on the fringe of the fringe. And Luke had a belief about poverty. Luke had a belief like the prophets had. Luke, in channeling the prophets, said, this being without a space was not by accident. This being without a space was not a natural state. Luke tells us throughout the story, as the prophets do, that being without a space is the result of deliberate social policy. So Luke wants us to be clear. Luke is contrasting the powers that be with the fringe and saying at the fringe, this is where God's working. At the fringe, this is where God's coming with skin on. Watch out. Get ready. All the policies that have kept them at the fringe, just know that's where I'm showing up. That's where I'm going to be. And Luke is talking a lot in this first little bit of his gospel. You know, when we think about stuff like that, what in the world can love with skin on look like? Can it look like us? Can it look like helping someone love with skin on? In whatever country you reside, can it look like comforting someone in the midst of violence? Can that be love with skin on? Can it be that person that said, Preacher, stop talking about love. Show me 
some love with skin on. Maybe it's some food. Maybe it's some mercy, some assistance. What if it's an imam from the Muslim tradition encountering a rabbi from the Jewish tradition and that they cross boundaries to show people that it's possible for love with skin on to go beyond. Maybe it's some Native Americans showing up for sacred water rights and when their burial grounds have been harmed. Maybe it's that kind of thing looks like what love is skin on. These are all things just recently in our news. Or maybe it's even the veterans who showed up to stand up with the Native Americans when the weather got really cold and it was getting harsh out there. What does love with skin on look like? What does it look like for you personally? What does it look like in your family? What does it look like in our church, in our city, in our world? Maybe you see it every day and your eyes aren't really open to it yet. Because God with us, Emmanuel, is exactly that love with skin on that we are asked to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Are we able to receive that commitment as the disciples did? Even putting their bodies at risk. The kind of love that skin on that, in, that makes you stand in freezing temperature for the sake of someone else. I want to share with you that God's telling us something hard, and I thought another preacher's words were better than mine. So Reverend David Lowell's, I want you to read this tweet with me. He says, God is telling us the way things are just isn't good enough. God didn't come in Jesus to make things a little better, a little more bearable. God came to turn over the tables, to create a whole new system, to resurrect and redeem us rather than to rehabilitate us. Christ comes, that is, not just to give us more of the life we know, but new and abundant life altogether. That's what this story is about? Not to just rehabilitate, but redeem? Not to just make us change a little bit, but to completely restore us into a new creation? That's what this is about? We ourselves are supposed to be this love with skin on? Goodness, Jesus. I think I'd like to go back to Hallmark. <laughs> Maybe I need another dose of that movie. Maybe it can sedate me just enough not to hear your cry into the world for the justice for all God's people, including me, including each of us. New life all together. And Jesus' incarnation is love with skin on. And that sort of is a difficult question for some of us because it might mean we have to give up what we know. Oh, my goodness, that can be frightening. That can make your skin crawl, right? I might have some skin on and be loving, but that's sort of scary for me to think about all the tables getting turned over, Jesus. I might not be ready for that yet. It can be a bit thrilling, too. Because maybe somewhere deep within us, we know we want more. There's something larger that we're looking for. There's something a little bit more that we want than a better job, a better home, a little bit more money in the bank, a better retirement. Those things are good, but those things don't save. 
What's the more in your heart? God calling us to be love with skin on, to be saved, to be saved from everything that keeps us separate from love, to be saved from anything that makes us think we're unworthy, to be saved from any system that's in place that tells anyone they're not human, anyone. Are you ready for that kind of love with skin on? That's what Luke says Jesus' coming is about. That kind of radical transformation. Oh, goodness, do we need to read the Bible a little bit more? Goodness. How are you doing in your own skin? How are you doing in your own skin? Are you doing okay enough in your own skin that you can encounter someone that really loves their own skin and have that be okay with you? Have them be completely different with you but love their skin so much that that's not a challenge to you but a celebration for you? Sometimes people who love their skin that much and embody God's life and spirit and liberation to the fullest intent scare the heck out of us. And maybe we shy away a little bit, but how are you doing in your own skin? Are you yet able to trust enough that God said enough? I'm going to put my own skin in the game. I've told you I've loved you as many ways as I can, but I'm going to come as an infant, my own. I'm going to put my own skin in the game for you. Love with skin on. You know, that skin in the game phrase often means having a few bucks in the pile so that when something gets decided, you will lose something if everyone else loses something. God's skin in the game is I'm giving you my whole self. And I release my whole self to what you are going to do with me. And then I'm going to redeem it for you. God puts skin in the game. And ask us to think about doing the same. Do you think we can love others that much? I don't know. Can I put my white skin in the game for people who don't look like me? Can I put my somewhat saggy skin in the game for people whose skin is still real tight, either by nature or through medical help? <laughs> can I, can, you know... Can I put my, don't shake your heads. <laughs> Can I put my identifiable skin on a male body on the line for those whose bodies aren't identifiable in the same way? Can I put my soft skin on the line for those who work daily and have rough hands and suffer the elements every day? Can I put my own skin in the game for God's whole creation? Can I be love with skin on? God came near, Emmanuel, God with us, love with skin on. Preacher, don't talk to me about love. I want to see love. I want to feel love. I want to see love with some skin on it. No, preach me by and by, but today, now... I need God's salvation. Maybe, as our reading this morning said, 
maybe it's too, not too late for something beautiful to be born. Maybe it's not too soon either. Maybe this present moment is pregnant. You, all of us, we, maybe this moment is pregnant with possibilities we can't see or imagine. It may be uncomfortable. Love with skin on could frighten us. Maybe it brings us back to a baby in the manger, back to the Christ child. God putting all the skin in the game, asking us to be ready to do the same for the salvation of not only ourselves but the world. I'll close with these words from the hymn, Love came down at Christmas. Love all lovely, love divine. Love was born at Christmas. Stars and angels gave the sign. Are you ready for love to be born in you? You're going to put some skin on it? Let's do it together. Thanks be to God. Amen.